everyone. Hello and welcome to another episode of Championship Drill. Um, this is episode 35, I think. 35 shows now in. Mad, lads. Mad. Joined by Phil and Jerry, as always. And uh, yeah, um, some crazy games yesterday in terms of uh, results and things. Again, not ferocious number of shocks and that, but uh, some mad stuff happened in the games. And I suppose we'll yeah, like, dive straight. I know we'll talk about it later, but the Middlesbrough game especially. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's we can nearly do an episode in that game. Yeah. And um, Huddersfield against Cardiff. That was the Friday night game, Mick McCarthy's thousand game. Looking, um, he extended the unbeaten run to 11 as Cardiff manager. Sinovo started up front for Huddersfield. I think he'd been on twice as a sub before that. <laughs> he missed the best effort of the game when he put his penalty wide. Um, that was Huddersfield's third penalty of the season, and they've missed them all. And it was the fourth penalty Cardiff have given away, and no one has scored one against them yet. Yeah, um, not is... a good game, really. No, I wasn't good at all. Um, Cardiff, he went with three at the back, and he yeah. was playing uh, with two wing backs, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, and then Joel Baggin, the youngster, had to go off with an injury, who was playing left wing back, and Bennett, who's already out injured. He had to go off, so that kind of hampered Cardiff a little bit. Um, Kyo had a decent chance for Huddersfield. He, to be fair, it would have been some effort to score because he was at full stretch to get his head to it. Yeah. Uh, just went wide. And uh, I don't know Bakuna, the two Bakuna brothers, obviously, one on each team, but um, the one that was uh, with Huddersfield maybe a little lucky to stay on the pitch. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I, I, I had a feeling, all right, with we had a feeling all right with being Mick that results would come for Halt when he signed his new contract. That's it. That's it. And um, but he keeps the unbeaten run going, and that's got to be good. A thousand games of management, though. That's something else. Does anybody? Yeah. Anybody remember his first? <laughs> it would, no, it probably would have been in charge of Millwall, I'd imagine. Um, yeah. But a thousand games of management, and when you think. A lot of that has been with Ireland, where they don't play that many games. Yeah, it's three, it's three, and like, was he three hundred games in Ireland? Huh? I don't know how many games he has with Ireland. I, I wouldn't say it's that many. Because internationals, you play what seven, eight matches a season at most, maybe a few in tournaments. Yeah. Um, but that's you know that's you've got to take what probably four or five seasons out of his career where he managed Ireland. That um. That he could have been in the championship managing another 60 games each of those seasons if he'd have been, you know, managing away. So yeah. a thousand games is amazing. And some run, like we said, they've been on 11 games, no one beat lose as Cardiff manager. Yeah. This was an awful match, though. Yeah, it was and very, very Sadly, poor. the Friday night games have been pretty poor recently. Yeah, they're not living up to the hype. You know what I mean? You, you think with a. Uh... You know, the fact there's a big platform there to, to broadcast the game and stuff that they would kind of spark, you know, but yet again, it, it might come down to the fans and stuff, you know what I mean? Um, but it could be come down to what we were talking about as well before we came on, that they're just tired. Well, that's definitely a factor. Jesus, you know, the amount of the games, the pressure, you know, the fact they're chasing a playoff, yeah. it's, it's so really, you know what I mean? Huddersfield are obviously in a relegation battle where Cardiff are on the up and they're looking to break into that top six, but it's, it's yeah, it's you know what I mean? It's disappointing when you get a nil all on a game like that and a day like that, you know. Uh, now, they'll both take the point, you know what I mean? I think Cardiff will be, you know what I mean? They're not going to be ecstatic about it, but I think the fact they have a point, they're still in contention. They'd rather chase that playoff than be in that playoff, I think, you know what I mean? I think 
they'll, they'll come out very strong the last couple of games, you know. Um, I think they were in the playoffs with six point lead. Do you see a different approach? Always, always. I think you're better off as an underdog to lead them up. You know what I mean? And um, we're going to see a lot of teams, perhaps, but not a lot. There's only going to be four teams in that in that top six that you know will have to go into a playoff. But yeah. I think you're going to see at least two of them drop out, and we we've seen you know Bournemouth drop out already. So that's the start. Villa, I think Red are going to be next. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Like, is it Barnsley? You know, we're three points behind Red, Reading with a game in hand. Game in hand, yeah. Different goal difference, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, no, but like you said, there was kind of a case at Allen Friday night, right? Where teams looked a little tired, and there was a few teams yesterday look kind of tired. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those that are not playing midweek are going to have a uh, you know a nice rest now. It's, the it's, ones it's, that are playing midweek going to be at a disadvantage again when they play at the weekend. Yeah, it's grueling, Steve. It's grueling. Like we're seeing this year, there's been it's it's the um, in any league in England, it's it's the most with consecutive injuries. Like you know what I mean? It just goes to show they did not have a proper preseason. They were all kind of rushed back into it. But like we're seeing, I, I, I think it was something like a thirty nine percent rise in injuries in the first yeah. six months of of the restart. So like that's telling you know towards the end of the season. I can only imagine how bad like these players are probably going to get an extra week off. Like you know what I mean? You know normally they get a couple of weeks. I think it's two yeah. three weeks, but like. Oh my god, like they've had a grueling season. So the like, Euros you know, well started as well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy, you know. But at least they should get a proper preseason next year. So well, except like you said, those going to the Euros won't. Yeah, hopefully. Um, and also I think the Olympics are on. So, you know, there's talk of players leaving to go to the Olympics where you're allowed to know the three over twenty-three players you're allowed to bring. I know yeah. there was talk of Egypt wanting Mo Salah to go play for them in the Olympics. Yeah, he'll be there. You know what I mean? You know, so he'll be there. Uh, be there. Um, yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, sure. look, we've seen with our own eyes what's happened this season. Like, it's yeah. mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could not put it into perspective. If you would say to me two years ago, in 2020, there's going to be a thing called COVID pandemic, no fans in the stadium, you know, Olympics, Euros halted for a year. Do you know what I mean? Game is postponed. Yeah. I would have laughed. I mean, in no way. Football is too powerful for that. But it's happened and we've yeah. seen the effects and we're seeing players get injured left, right and centre. So, mad. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. We'll move on. So, I suppose, to Watford yesterday afternoon. Good win for them over Forest. Not a bad game, really, What's in terms bad, of teams. Yeah. Forest were pretty good in this one as well. Warrell at the back was very good for them. A lot of tackles, a lot of clearances. Um, the only goal came from Sire. Nice bit of work to beat his man. Fired the ball across from Messina. Took home. Should have started. Uh, Should have counted. Yeah. Forest were very, very good. We'll come back to that there now in the second with you, Phil. Forest were very good after that. And they brought on Cafu and Lolly. I think Christie fired over and not carried to put one wide. Cafu had a strike that deflected just wide. Uh, Bong missed with a header. And uh, Gray had two great chances, one in each half. Yeah. Watford, Sire looked pretty dangerous, and I know Jerry loves Will Hughes. He was very good as well yesterday, kind of dictating yeah. the play. Yeah, for Watford. Um, but yeah, Phil, if you go back to the goal there, yeah, I, I definitely think he kicked the keeper in the head. Yeah, I mean the keeper was kind of a funny one, wasn't it? Where the the keeper got knocked in the head and got up. Give. He was he was clearly not all there. He yeah. was a little boozy. Yeah. Um. And when they talk about the new head injury protocols and things like that, I know it's kind of mad when the ball is in the box, breaking to someone about to score, but the keeper clearly had been hit in the head and yeah. wasn't right. Yeah. 
and uh, kind of every second counts in those cases because you know okay he turned out to be okay but I mean that could cause the bleed on the brain could have caused anything and uh, well, again you know, that's, where VAR, that's where VAR comes in like they would have spotted that yeah yeah but even just from a health and safety point of view like if someone gets a whack in the head like that it's you know it's up on to the ref to stop the game immediately yeah get him looked at well, I, think you know it's because, I think it's because he got up so quick yes yeah. you could do Get up so quick, I suppose. You know, you know all the way we've all got a knock and a pass. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. Because you know, the boys are looking at you, first of all. Yeah. You don't want the embarrassment. And then you get up there and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit dizzy. But yeah. yeah. Very dangerous. Uh, yeah. And your guy, Will Hughes, yesterday, Jerry, very, very good again. I remember him, Steve, when he, when he played with Derby. And um, he was he was linked with Liverpool. He was linked with Chelsea. He was linked with some big teams. Um, had a slight injury and never really, you know what I mean, got going in towards the end of the the season with Derby, but like, you know what I mean? He's been immense. You know, we, we, we see him obviously in the Premier League and obviously, you know, with Watford, he's been amazing. Um, still only 24. I reckon this guy can still be an England international. You know, he's played 21 on the 19th. I reckon if if, if um, he goes to a Premier League club or Watford go back up, then obviously I reckon he will be an England player because he's quality. He's got all the attributes. Um, you know, like since, since the age of 18, 19, he's been immense. And he's just a player I always remember because I always remember he had that kind of long kind of hair, blondish kind of hair. He always kind of stood out on a pitch. Reminded mm-hmm. me of a fellow called Sean Thornton I used to play with, uh, with, played with Sunderland and Drogheda. I always remember out Torres Cross. So, yeah, he's a great player. He's really leading the Watford lineup, Um, And I think he's going to be a massive player. I, I really do think he'll be um, an England international as well. And, and you know, it goes to show he's been very consistent. Yeah, and yesterday he kind of had a different role than he's been doing. He kind of dropped that little bit deeper and he was just spraying yeah. passes around the place. Yeah, yeah. Showing his ability to pass the ball yesterday. You know, he's very good. Um, we move on to the Barnsley, who we talked about. One nil winners yesterday. An awful game, really. Very, awful very game, but unbelievable goal. What a goal. I mean, we talked about Dyke when he first came into Barnsley on loan from Orlando, that he has this ability to score goals. Yeah. But I don't think he's ever scored one like that before. I mean, <coughs> No. I would love to know, and I don't know. Um, did you watch any like the highlight show that if anyone had a speed gun on that shot? Oh, yeah. I would love to know how hard he hit that ball. Yeah, it I want, seemed want to be in the back yeah. of the net before you could see it. Yeah, yeah. It, like the goalkeeper really shouldn't be beaten there, but like the amount of speed on it and the power. Yeah, there's no way keep any keeper that's ever lived could have saved that one. It was going so fast. Yeah. It would have yeah. probably taken his hand clean off. But yeah, Birmingham are not good in this. Very, very poor. Um, yeah, I mean, they've done okay. Seven points from the last four games coming into this one. No shots on target in this one. Uh, yeah. Barnsley didn't exactly create a lot either. Um, but we talked about the manager last week when he came into Barnsley and job he's done. So I looked into that. And um, since Ishmael's taken charge of Barnsley, they've played 27 games. Yeah. In that 27 games, they've taken 53 points. And only one team, that's Norwich City, who have taken 60, have got more points across those 27 games than Bainsley. Brilliant. Yeah. It's a great story. But even, even the side down Dyke lads, like from Orlando City, like yeah. this guy's 20 years of age. I think I remember yeah. Stephen Beattie was on about him because I think he was out in, um, he was out in Virginia and I think he was playing with Virginia Cavaliers. And I know um, Daryl Dyke played with them. But like this guy's 20, unknown from Orlando City. Yeah. Um, I think he's got eight goals in 17 games for Orlando City. Like for him to come to Burnsley, a club 
that were really looking like they were going to get relegated and then and do what he's doing is been incredible. Like he's been pretty good the last couple of games. Twenty yeah. in the pitch and, and three in his last four games or something. Yeah, he's six foot one. Like he is the total package. And I'm telling you, first of all, for them to pull off a sign like that, it's brilliant because normally when you sign some from the LLS, you, you kind of say it to yourself, right? Look, you know, is it a step down, a step up, or whatever? You know, like. Yeah. Well, he's come into the championship, and and as you say, Barnes, you know, we're in that top six. They're looking good a game in hand. Like this, Daryl Dyke lad could be huge. You know, this this could be, you know, what I mean, a huge thing for him. Twenty years of age as well. Like it's, it's... And the thing about that as well is the manager could easily use him as a sub player because he was twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. surreal. But it's a great story. Like you know what I mean? Great story. Like this, he's only broke onto the scene pretty much 2019, 2021. He's he's helping. Barnsley chase a Premier League motion. That's that's a great story, you know. Unbelievable. And since you, uh, like we said, the manager, sometimes it just seems to happen where you get the right manager for the right group of players, and that seems to be the case with Barnsley. Unreal. Um, brilliant, brilliant appointment from from them. And like we said, only Norwich have taken more points since he's been in charge. Yeah. Like we laughed. We 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 probably laughed, lads. And I'm not going to tonight. We probably laughed when we when we heard, you know. We couldn't pronounce his name first of all. I knew he obviously had a great career, played at Munich, and you know he was in Germany quite a bit. Like, and I know he was at Palace, but I didn't know who he was, and I'm I'm guilty as hell for that. I, I won't know a name, and it's it's biased. I don't know a name. Yeah, oh, he's not going to be good. Yeah, but his, and I'm biased. That. Any anything any Irish man would be. I should know who he is. But his management Nobody, career before apparently hasn't been great. Yeah, I think he was was he in Austria where he. I can't remember that Austria it was one of I those. Thought it was kind of huh? I thought it was Greece. It could he have been. Was in, he was in a few different countries, but he was in some Austria, country yeah. where he was in charge of a team that kind of win the league every year and he finished like fourth or fifth with them. Yeah. And got sacked. Um, but like I said, sometimes you just get the right guy for the right group of players. And yeah. like I said, great, great foresight from whoever brought him in because. They didn't want to lose their manager. He just up and left. Yeah, it's he's not been with a club for more than two years as a manager. So I know he was at Wolfsburg yeah. and that was the second team. And but like as you say, he was in Austria. La Lask was the team he was at. Like yeah, they're, they're so renowned for winning. So obviously he comes to Burnley. Then and you're saying right, they're going to get relegated. Yeah, we all we all thought that they would do that. Yeah. Being biased, you know, we're so used yeah. to them. Plus, Burnley were losing a good manager. Yeah. And they were already in trouble. So, you, you know, it was kind of doom and gloom. But what a turnaround. Unbelievable. Like, credit him, credit the players, and credit the board for bringing them in. Yeah. What I like about Barnsley is that they give all young fellas a chance. They do. Yeah. And and it works. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But well, again, he's obviously... Your average age must be 25. Yeah. And maybe that's, that's why he suits them. Because he's been known more as a kind of a coach. And he probably worked a lot in the youth setups when he was... Coming up through, and maybe he just knows how to work with young players better than he does with the, well, I love, the well, more I, seasoned I love, veterans. I love his interviews after matches. Brilliant. Yeah. When you said it to me I mean, last show, I googled it. I actually went out to YouTube and I, yeah. I checked it out, like, and I was like, you know what? He, he looks the part. He walks the walk, you know. And yeah, I, I just, I, I, I really do fear, like, if if Burnsley go up, they're, yeah. they're a team that will be, um, they'll be rated. There'll be players that every club will want. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they'd go though because they're in the Premier League. Yeah, so we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens with Barnsley. But well, like I said, said, like if they don't go up, they're going to get raided. Yeah, 
Well, that's Absolutely. what I mean. Yeah, if they stay in the championship, they'll they yeah. be yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you look at them, like we said last week, their six wins in a row was their best run in 100 years, and now they've won seven on the bounce. So, Unreal. you know, I mean, they're making history now as well in terms of club history, in terms of the, the run of wins they're on. And obviously, they've got a big one midweek before they play Bournemouth next weekend, which will be a huge game. And we'll, uh, we'll come to that later. We move on then to Bristol City QPR. This was one, I suppose, when we were talking about it on Friday, we said, like, if it was 2-0 Bristol City or 3-0 Bristol City or 3-0 QPR, it wouldn't surprise you because, yeah. you know, it's, it's one of those games where either team could beat the other on their day. And Again, I'd say Pearson was absolutely raging again. Yeah, QPR were kind of dominant in this one. Cheer Dickie with the goals for QPR early enough. I think they scored two goals inside the first 25 minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the game was kind of over then, really. Uh, fifth game in a row, Bristol City have lost at home. Uh, something they need to try and, and better, obviously. Wells had a good chance for them to make it 2-1. Um, QPR haven't won at Ashton Gate in 11 attempts. 2002 was the last time they'd done it. Chair uh, had a chance to wrap it up. And I think Pearson brought on uh, uh, brought on Pearson, ironically, um, the teenager, on for his league debut. And he had a shot that was kind of saved easy enough by the end, but it's nice to see them. You know, I suppose, like you said, and I suppose we talked about it a little bit, where they're one of these teams, Bristol City, they're not in a good run. Obviously, they want to pick up a few wins, but they're kind of in no man's land where they're not going to get relegated and they're not going to get the playoffs. Yeah. A good chance to give some of those youngsters a run out now for the rest of the season I think and so, see yeah. what they can do. Yeah. Tactically, they're wrong. I think they're, they, they've got one up front. Um, yeah. Famara, I think, um, Dido, who he's up front, like, but it's... it's um, Tactically, they just look off shape to me. Do you know what I mean? Like defensively, yeah. they're good. Yeah. But they're kind of, they've got a guy called Zach Verna. He's 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 kind of playing the Mash Grana role, which is nothing wrong with that. But do you know what I mean? I think the it's it's there's a guy called Casey Palmer. I think he's been kind of hot and cold the last couple of games. But there just seems to be no balance there. Like you know what I mean? I think it's always how you got a lone striker. I know some teams get away with it. Like you know what I mean? But it's it's, yeah. it's it just doesn't suit them. I think it doesn't. Like you know what I mean? Like with QPR, mm-hmm. obviously you've got two boys just in behind Austin. Where with Bristol they kind of they're backed up a bit more, so they're obviously yeah. tracking back that bit more. But it's it's I think if they had two strikers like you know and I always said, you know I always like the you know the four four two, they're gonna play the four one four one. So it's yeah, and it's it's interesting you say that because that's kind of a system that Pearson used, you know, very well at uh, Leicester that time when he you know the year before they won the league when he somehow kept them up. Yeah. yeah. He switched to four four two, so it could be interesting. All right, Jerry, to see do they switch to that in the next couple of games? Something to keep an eye on, anyway. Yeah, definitely. It might, uh, it might, might suit them. Yeah. Uh, move on into a big win for Coventry yesterday. Yeah. Oh, here again. Oh, just before we go, oh, here again was immense. Very, very good. Um, yeah. And the sooner Ireland can try and you know talk to all his family, the better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> send them all <laughs> us. Send all the family over potatoes and some club yeah. Yeah, get him on side because he was brilliant. Derby, same problem they've had all season, really. And uh, good, good bit of the ball, but do nothing with it when it comes yeah. to the final third. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, uh, BMU with the with the goal, like I said, raced onto the ball over here. I think was involved in that as well. He slid home. He kind of like blocked it. Yeah, does that yeah. go down as an assist? Even though he, he even though he's um, it like it depends if if. If it's fantasy football, it does because they have to give the assist to someone. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I think in general, it doesn't count. It's like um, William got an assist, I think, last week 
um, in the Arsenal game for the Pepe goal. But yeah. technically, it's not an assist because it was actually a shot that deflected off the defender to Pepe. So wow. it's not really an assist. Um, thrilled for commentary, though. Absolutely thrilled. Yeah. yeah. Big win. I mean, Kazim Richard had one chance where he kind of just glanced ahead of Wyden, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, it's when those derby look safe, suddenly they're losing a few games and they're dragged right back down into it again. Six points. Uh, yeah. I mean, they should have enough to stay up still, but they, they can't keep losing games. No, it's it's all the hard work and it was kind of going backwards. But like we spoke about how Coventry would be so dangerous towards the end of the season. Like they're playing attacking football all season. They've not really let down their guard, been unlucky with results. Yeah. They, des- they deserve to stay up. And I want them to stay up personally because I know lads, when we can fly and the restrictions are all done, we're going to be going to a couple of championship games and Coventry is a place I'd love to go to. Rico Arena would be class, yeah. But just I just want to go there, like you know, want to try their, their, you know, the traditional, you know, if you go to a chipper, like you know, obviously every every yeah, yeah. have something different. But I just want to go we'll, we'll to yeah, and like as yeah, you know, we'll start to yeah, it's it's chippers of championship rounds. Yeah. I love it, but they're they're yeah. fantastic to watch. As I say, commentary are brilliant, and I think it's it's a couple of like it could be a five year plan, it could be a three year plan. Where look, stay in the championship, and then obviously challenge then in the championship. But if I was a player, a football player. You know what I mean? I'd know who Coventry are. But I'd be worried. I'd be worried that O'Hare's going to get sold. Yeah, yeah. It's always a danger. But look, it might be a case of if they can get a good fee for him, reinvest that into the squad. Yeah. You know, and you might lose one good player, but you might be able to bring in three or four decent players with that money. And, you know, that, that could help them. Like, what's he worth? Is he worth eight, five or six million? He's probably going to be worth more. It depends who comes in for you, really, these days, doesn't it? More than anything else. Like, if a Premier yeah. League comes in from, if he's 8 million in championship, he's going to be 16, 17 million to a Premier League club. Because yeah, it's obviously, yeah. You he's know? 22, obviously started his career at Villa. Um, yeah. You know, he's been at Coventry since 2019. So, you know what I mean? Obviously, get him signed up to the Irish team first. Obviously, he played under 20 yeah. in England, but look. Yeah. He's definitely yeah, working on that's all right. We can forgive that. We can forgive that. They've they've a couple of our lads that played under 21s for us. Rulish and uh, Royce, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can forgive him that, but yeah. So it'll be good to see. Uh move on so to Millwall, Blackburn. Um you said earlier in the week you fancy Blackburn to get a couple here, Jerry, and you were right. Yeah. yeah. Um they did, they got the win. Um interesting because Questions of the manager we were talking about in midweek. Um, not that we thought he would be sacked, but that some of his the fans were amazingly looking for him to be sacked. Yeah, he made yeah. six changes from the midweek defeat, and uh, Dak was one of them. Bradley Dak, he gave them the lead. Sam Gallagher then sealed the win with kind of I know the ball more hit off him than anything, yeah. kind of rebounded to him and he tapped it in. Yeah. Um, no, Millwall were on a five game unbeaten run, shot from Scott Malone that hit the post late on, but not much. Matt Smith had a header, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, not an awful lot, really. Uh, Dolan had a good chance as well for Blackburn that he kind of totally missed the hit. Yeah, there was one uh, uh, There was one thing where I thought might have been a penalty where he kicked him in the legs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those where it's given and it's not given. And There's a lot of them in the championship that don't go the way of the, the, the attacking team. Yeah. And then one like we'll see later on that absolutely was kind of one that could be given or not given that did go the way of the attacking team. Yeah. Um, but credit to the manager, I suppose, comes in, makes six changes, and Blackburn win 2 0. Yes, yeah, so uh, somebody bought yeah. your back. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, like I said, got the two in Millwall, though. I don't know. Like I said, they'll probably go on draw four in a row now. 
after this one. They seem to go on these mad, unbeaten runs where they just draw a load of games. I think they, they were, were eight unbeaten before the last loss and five unbeaten before this one. Yeah. They were played off the park, you know, Romero and Mitchell there, they're playing, you know, pretty much, you know, running the midfield for Millwall, but no, they yeah. were played off the park. Gallagher was brilliant. Um, Dolan, I know we spoke about Dolan numerous times, you know. Um, but yeah, Blackburn, like, as you said, there was no um, no Armstrong. Um, Harvey Eddie mm-hmm. was on the bench. Yeah. You know, I, I, haven't, I haven't really seen Harvey Eddie do much wrong, and it sounds like I'm being biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but yeah, Eddie has been really good for Blackburn this season, but look, Clearly, it's going to make him hungrier. Like, you know, I suppose yes. a manager having an understanding with him, like, you know, you need to be on the bench and I, I want you to... Probably. Plus, he's... How old is he? He's 17 or something? 18 or 17, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so playing three games a week is probably going to be too much on him. Yeah. Even yeah. though he probably will tell the manager, oh, I can do it. Yeah. You know, Mowbray's experienced enough to know, look, you know, I've got to... You know, you twi- you know if you play every Saturday and you leave you out the midweek games, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, which is... You know, if Blackburn were chasing promotion, it's probably a different, different story. You know, but he's got to kind of manage the player as well and look after his future and not over, overwork him. Because, like we said, there's been a lot of tired players, especially this weekend that we've seen. And yeah, so like I said, it's it's probably the fans don't understand it as much because they see how good he's been and they want him playing every game, but he can't play every game because of his age. He's just not going to be. You know, he's still growing and everything. He's it's yeah. just. just there's players up there, love, Steve, that know how to look after themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you look at Pookie, he never looks like, like, Pookie can play three games a week. Always yeah. looks like he's energised. So, yeah. I suppose it comes down to being able to look after yourself as well. Obviously, you know, you've got physios and you've got people looking after you, but there's, there's obviously ways of keeping yourself in good keep as well, like, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think you find, too, sometimes the youngsters, they, they don't know when to rest in a match. Yeah. They're, they're so high energy that they do everything at 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And like you said, the likes of the Pookie knows when I'm going to take five, six minutes here now and I'm just going to be on the fringes of things and, and get yeah. a bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a genius. He absorbs, he absorbs energy. Like, you know, like even when he's yeah. playing, just, he, he never, um, he does everything particular. Like, you know, he's got his way of runs and he knows what balls to go for and stuff. So it's all yeah. about absorbing as much energy as possible as well. And he's a master at that Pookie, like always yeah. good. Unbelievable. Very, very good. Um, move on then to Norwich, um, who are absolutely flying it again. Like it's kind of a case of when they're going to wrap it up at this stage almost. 3 0 winners over Luton yesterday. Um, Luton were looking to win three games back to back for the first time since they did it in 2019 in League One. Um, I don't know, they just came up against a team that are in great form, really. Yeah. Two goals from Pookie in this one. Um, one he from Cantwell who was very good today. He scored six, Pookie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a lot of chances. Yeah. And Beneda and Cantwell behind them. To have Pookie, Beneda and Cantwell having a second crack at the Premier League next year, the three of them together, will be something like, because yeah. they're bound to be better prepared for it this yeah. time around. They'll know what to expect. Yeah. yeah I think Norwich will be, um, if, if they do go up to the Premier League, which looks likely, they're yeah. going to be very good. Obviously, they were ready to get a last season, but they, they were unlucky. They had a great start. You know, Obviously, towards the end of the season, they kind of gassed out, but They've stuck with the manager, you know what They've I mean? Been and everything in that season. Yeah. 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 It's but like you said, I mean, if they can hang on to the players, which they, they probably will if they go into the Premier League, like if you have the likes of Pookie, Benet and Cantwell, the three of them playing back in the Premier League second time, you've got Aaron's again, like the young fullback was very good. I mean they're more experienced this time going into the Premier League. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll have a better crack at it. And it'll uh, it'll be good to see. 
But uh, yeah, um, yesterday they were just totally dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I said, Luton, though, I think if you gave Luton this position at the start of the season, they'd have like snapped both your arms off. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Collins so, is back. I know Collins is kind of. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he a chance. Yeah. 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 And Luton just don't score away from home. They don't score many goals in general, but they, I think they've only got seven or eight away goals all season. Yeah. Yeah. They have. Well, they are hard to beat. They do get a lot of nil all draws here and there as well. And, yeah. you know, Three like losing three nil has kind of been rare this season. They they don't really lose by many goals, yeah. and they do yeah. lose games. Yeah. Surprise, so, surprise as well with Thomas Ince playing the midfield. Obviously, Thomas yeah. Ince, he's known to be a goal scorer. Like he's he, yeah. it's like his dad's role out playing kind of centre mid, you know, yeah. behind behind two like. But yeah, I'm just surprised even because he's very he's got a lot of pace. Thomas Ince, you know what I mean? He's a great goal scorer. Yeah, I'm not trying to yeah. push him up with James Collins, you know. Yeah. 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 I mean, they need to get people up that end of the pitch as much as possible, try and get a few goals. But like we said, they'll be happy enough with their season. And, you know, it's it's just one of those is who can they bring in and who do they lose now yeah. in the summer? Because, you know, it could go either way for Luton. They could become one of these teams that stays mid-table for a few seasons. Or, you know, if they lose too many big players, they could struggle again next year, yeah. which is not what they want. Yeah. Uh, move on then to Preston Bournemouth. Another draw, one all on this one. Uh, Bournemouth dropped below Barnsley because of it. That would play off places like we've mentioned already. Yeah. Um, they're playing Barnsley next weekend. Huge game that'll be, especially given Barnsley if they beat Derby midweek will be four points clear then. Um, this one, Chad Evans, a couple of chances for Preston that he should have done better with. Yeah, Although yeah. one was at a pretty tight angle and he kind of hit the side netting with it. Um, I don't know, Bournemouth dominated really until it was 1-1. Yeah. Um, Solanke's strength to hold hold his man off to play through Dan Juma was unbelievable for the first goal. Big lad, uh, big lad, yeah. Uh, Dan Juma finished it off, so it was 1 0. Uh, Preston upped it a little, and it was kind of a pass from Cook. I, someone said a, a classic uh, a classic Johnson goal for Preston, and it was like, like did they even see it? It's like the Bournemouth player played him through. How often does that happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cook played the ball basically to Johnson who ran on and finished um, and after that Preston did fairly well probably had the better chances and yeah. Solanke fired a shot uh, right at Everson or right for Bournemouth and uh, Whiteman saw his effort tipped onto the bar good save from Begovic uh, for that one but uh, yeah kind of a crazy one for Preston because they, it was one of those games from till they equalised and suddenly they came to life It's so hard um, to beat them up isn't it because like we we, yeah. we one week we're on about how good they are, and then the next week they're like, Jesus, like what's going on a lot? But look, it, it was a great, great, you know, great point from um and the fans are like that too. If you were watching the fans during the game yesterday, it was like, Oh my god, this is awful, and the way we're playing and the long ball and everything, and then Bournemouth scoring it goes, Oh god, we're terrible in this, and then they score a goal and suddenly it's like we're not bad, and then they have a few chances, and at the end the fans are like, That's not a bad draw, really, against the good Bournemouth team. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like the attitude changing as the game goes on, that kind of sums up their season. Yeah, like you exactly. said, they look so good one week and then so bad the next week. Although oh. the lad unknown that I know you liked as well, Vandenberg, the manager, signaled him out yesterday for some praise and how well he's played the last few games for him. He was very good again yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's fit. He looks, he looks like he's not afraid to challenge. Obviously, he's he's demanding. You can see the way he's kind of given orders and stuff. You know. It's great yeah. to see a young lad come into a club and actually give orders and not give uh, not take shit. You know, he knows how to to direct the players, and you can see him. You know, even with free kicks, even with long balls, he's got a good eye for it. You know, absolutely. 
Absolutely. We'll move on quickly here, so to um, what is the next one we're on to? Reading, Sheffield Wednesday, I believe. Trina win for Reading, which they need, like we said, that they um, won the team to think would drop out, so they really have to keep winning games. Um, but for Wednesday, like it's like no way you start for them. Another stupid early red card for yeah. Garner, who was sent off basically for just hauling Puskas down in the box. Ulisse fired home to make a 1 0, and it was kind of how many for Reading at that stage. Xiao and Yedon both uh, getting goals to make a 3. In the game, never really a contest after the red card. And I don't know how many times Wednesday have done that this season where they've had someone sent off in the first half and it's just cost them. Yeah. Um, six defeat in a row though for them seven points from safety and a lot of trouble but you've got Barnsley, Cardiff Swansea and maybe Borough if they can put a run together yeah. competing for two playoff spots with Reading vital that they keep winning yeah yeah. Exactly. I think they I, I think I, I, we've said it before but I think Reading are actually going to be fall out so I think they're going to fall out yeah. Yeah, mean, like, yeah you can't look too much into yesterday because they were playing against 10 men for you know, yeah. 80 odd minutes, like, well, 70 odd minutes or whatever it was. You know, there was so. one part that I found hilarious when they, they took a free and hit his own player. Yeah. I, see that. I mean, Darren Moore is probably wondering what the hell have I got myself into here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of said to myself, because obviously, Redden have really done well all season to stay yeah. with the air. And then, I mean, they're saying to myself, like, I keep saying they're going to drop out of the top six. And why do I yeah. keep saying that? I just don't know why I say it because. Yeah, they they keep getting me wrong, but obviously there's something in my body telling me yeah. that it's just it's maybe they will just somehow drop out of it. Like, I don't know why, I don't know why I'm not going to other teams like Watford and all these teams, but it's just something telling me that they might drop out. Yeah. I mean, it was Forest, Forest last season, wasn't it? They were up there most yeah. of the year, most of the year. Yeah. yeah, Looked like there was absolutely no way they were going to drop out of it. And suddenly with that mad result, set of results on the final day, and Swansea went ahead of them. Yeah, it's... Cardiff are in good form Barnsley are in great form Borough could turn it on Swansea could turn it on you know um, uh, Bournemouth rather um, could turn it on I should say not Swansea Bournemouth could turn it on and uh, yeah it's a lot of teams pushing for two places Barnsley, Cardiff, Borough Reading and Bournemouth for two spots Yeah, and it's uh, yeah Reading are one of those where they're just going to have to keep winning, I suppose. And they've done it most of the season. But like you said, when you have those feelings about it and Phil is coming around to that way of thinking too now, that uh, it's, it, it only takes a couple of defeats. Like we saw with Bournemouth, not even a couple of defeats, just a couple of draws and suddenly you're out of there. Yeah. And the appointment of Woodgate as well. Uh, we move on so to Stoke City against Wickham. Uh, I suppose Wickham did their best to defend here. But, you know, they should have by a lot more. They should have, they should have. Um, nice, nice first goal, I thought, Narrington Davis. Yeah. Uh, good build up with Fletcher. Uh, nice interplay with them. Then Suter did well to meet a lovely curling cross to make it too. Yeah. Like you said, Stoke dominated, should have scored more. I think Powell hit the bar. Fletcher hit one straight at the keeper. Joe Allen had two very, very good chances. I think Jeff Stedden was doing a joke, all right, on Soccer Saturday. He was like, you need to watch the highlights because they had so many chances. <laughs> And they really did. Um, like Joe Allen could have had a hat trick yesterday. Yeah. Uh, said Paul hit the bar, who's been in good form lately. Uh, and I don't know. It's one of those days, I suppose. Wickham surely doomed now. Like um, and yeah. lucky one for points from safety. Something like that. Yeah. Um, Stoke have been kind of good at home, but very iffy away from home. So they'll hope they can bring this into an away performance. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, overall, of the battering. Yeah. 
What was that? Stoke needed to win the game. Yeah. They needed to have a look. I'm a huge Wickham fan, but I think Stoke needed to win that game because they were on a bit of a not much a losing streak, but you know, I think it was eight nine games got to win maybe or they lost like seven or eight in a row away from home. Yeah, like at home they've been okay, but like you said, they needed a good win in terms of like good a win and a performance really, yeah. which is what they got. But thankfully, um, interesting. See now if, they, if that's going to turn over and they get that day win. In, uh, in their next game out, which um, I don't know, are they home or away? To be honest, I haven't looked uh, looked that far ahead as such. They're away to Middlesbrough, so that's not the easiest place to be going to try and get your first away win. Oh, you know? definitely. <laughs> um, so there we go. Uh, we move on to Middlesbrough, I suppose, while we're talking about them. The last game, uh, save the, the most controversial for last, I suppose. Um, to say he had a few words for the ref, all right, would be an understatement. <laughs> Did they try to hold your hand back as well after the first one? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, Burrell looked good early on. If we talk just about the game, we'll come to the controversy in a minute. Uh, Burrell, a few early chances. Belassi had a particularly dangerous effort. Swansea took the lead through IU after the Burrell defence made an absolute was, hash. What happened there? There was, two, there was two players went for the same ball. Yeah, they kind of tackled each other and then someone sliced the clearance or something. It was a horrible free kick, caused all kinds of problems, and it came yeah. to you when he tucked it home. And then came the first mad decision. Who was I can't, Was it Balassi again, or was somebody? Yeah, it was. It was Balassi went for the ball, and he kind of he got the, the ball, and then your man threw himself down. Ball fired it into the back net. Some strike to make a one-one. The ref disallowed it for free kick. When I don't think Balassi was within a foot of the guy that fell to the floor. Yeah, clearly got the ball cleanly. How the referee gave a free out is beyond me. So that was the first mad decision. That goal didn't count. Yeah. So Warnock was kind of annoyed about that. Yeah. Um, then Akbom and Savile both had chances that were just wide before Morsey did get the equaliser in stoppage time. And you felt justice for Borough because they really deserved it with how they played. Yeah. Um, game midweek, Swansea won it with a 96th minute penalty. 97 minutes on the clock here when I was slotted home. And um, I know you've seen it a few times, Phil. I know if you got a chance to watch it, the penalty decision. It was one of those where it could be given or not given. So it's not so much the award of the penalty. It was a soft penalty to give away. The more, I watch it, the more I watch it, the more I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those you see him given, you've seen him not given. Like it looked but, like that he kicked his leg. Yeah. yeah. But what annoyed Warnock as much as anything else is the ref clearly points for a corner and then changes his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I know he was absolutely fuming. And Warnock is 72 years of age. You've got to worry about him when he's getting that worked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one one. he was absolutely, and Warnock's not a shy guy to have a go at referees. So yeah. he, uh, he really let him have it after the match. And he said that he's going to be probably expecting an apology from like the referee's assessor or the referee, top referee guy this week. He says, I've got buckets of them at home. Like, what am I supposed to do with them? Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> was really very, very bad decisions. Very bad decisions. Yeah. And I think the, the, the fact that they had the goal disallowed earlier, which was like a horrific mistake from the referee. Yeah. yeah. Like, this, this game um, would be a massive yeah. turning point because if we look at Swansea chasing, a second second yeah. spot pretty much with, with the game at hand. 
Like, yeah. them getting that win, it's an extra two points. Well, so you could have been you know, four points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, 96 minute penalty midweek. Like, and you think about that, all right, Jerry, don't you? When they get things like that that go for them, like a 96 minute penalty midweek to win a game, 97 minute penalty this week. Like, is it just destiny that Swansea are going to take that second spot? You have to say so, yeah. Unless there's a little shake nowhere about the referees, you know. <laughs> yeah, we're just everything is going from and obviously Warnock, legend of Cardiff, will not have been happy either to to lose the Swansea. Yeah, it would yeah. be his favourite team. Yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. I just feel I feel for Warnock because they're obviously been chasing that top six. Swansea have two yeah. games in hand, I believe, and obviously they won in crazy circumstances this week and last. You know, it's it's yeah. Looks like Swansea are destined for the Premier League again, you know. Yeah. Seems that way, all right. It seems that way, and that's uh, that's about all all the games for the weekend. Um, we look ahead to next week's games because there's going to be quite a few of them. Uh, but your best goal of the week, Drake for me, Drake, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, player of the week, there was quite a few contenders for this one. I thought Pookie, Pookie as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'd agree with you there. He was very, very good. Yeah. Uh, the best team in a performance, Norwich. Norwich, yeah, I think we're we're in agreement on everything so far. We'll have to look here. <laughs> if there was a shock of the week, uh, probably Preston one on. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna go to um, Coventry beat Derby, even though I couldn't call it. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, was one you probably didn't see coming as good as as good as they were. Yeah, I can't think of many. I'm going to give it to the referee in the, the <laughs> middle of the game <laughs> for just how bad he was. We know refs can be bad, but he took it to a new level. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the referee in that in that game. A uh, few games midweek that we'll talk about. We'll come to the weekend ones then. We won't have a, a midweek show next week because there's just I think three games now. Three games. Ahead, so. I got caught off. Yeah, uh, so Tuesday we have Blackburn against Swansea, uh, one of Swansea's games in hand. Tough I away. I got to go Blackburn. Yeah. 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 Swansea two one. Yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe maybe a draw on this one. I think Blackburn will get Armstrong and Elliot back into the side for this one. Um, then there were supposed to be Luton were supposed to play Rotherham. Rotherham obviously their game was postponed yesterday against Brentford because Rotherham had an outbreak of COVID. So the game midweek is also called off already. QPR against Wickham is the other game on Tuesday night. 2-1 to Wickham. Yeah, I'd love Wickham to win, but I think QPR. Yeah, I think maybe QPR here with a 1-0 win and Wickham having six goals disallowed. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, then there's one game Wednesday, which is a big one because it's Barnsley's game in hand where they're home to Derby. one all. Uh, Barnsley. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Jerry here. I think they're not going to make it eight wins in a row. I think they won't lose it, though. It'll be a, a draw, which will give them a two-point lead going into the game against Bournemouth at the weekend. Over them. Uh, Friday night's game, Blackburn home again against Brentford. Blackburn playing Tuesday and Friday. Uh, Brentford. A draw. Yeah, I'm going to go with Brentford in this one as well. Just because of, of the fact that I, you know, they didn't play this weekend. Blackburn will have been playing their second game in four days or something. Yeah. So Brentford will be that much fresher. But again, I just hope for a good game on a Friday night because we haven't had one in a while. Yeah. Saturday's games, Luton home to Swansea. 
Swansea. Swansea, yeah. Yeah, I think Swansea in this one as well. Birmingham then have a home game against Bristol City. Birmingham with that one in. Birmingham as well, yeah. Yeah, I think a draw maybe in that one. Birmingham could use the window. Then the big one, Bournemouth home to Barnsley. Um, regardless of what happens midweek, Barnsley will be ahead of Bournemouth going into that one. So. I think Barnsley. Yeah, I think Barnsley as well. Yeah, I think there's just something about them. Like we said with Swansea, kind of meant to be. Maybe it's just meant to be for Barnsley. And plus we said, if you look at the run, like we said, 53 points in 27 games, you know, they've been in good form for a while. It's not just the last seven wins. Yeah. Um, Cardiff City home to Watford. Cardiff. A big one for the Cardiff. promotion to Cardiff. Cardiff, yeah. Cardiff. Yeah, I think Cardiff might need this one too. Uh, agreeing with a lot of things today. <laughs> um, Derby home to Millwall again. That's probably impossible to call and probably is nil nil written all over it. Derby four nil. <laughs> yeah, four <laughs> nil. Yeah, I, I think it's nil nil in this one um, because I think Millwall are just going to go on another run of four draws. Yeah, I think. Uh, I, I honestly think home to Stoke. Yeah, I could see this one being a draw as well. Low scoring, maybe one all. Um, which I think Stoke could use not losing away from home. Yeah. Stoke to win one nil because obviously uh obviously uh, you know Millsborough are kind of they're they're demented at the moment with everything that's going on. So I'm gonna say Stoke one nil. They're gonna counterattack everything that they've been saying in the media and stuff. Warnock's obviously still pissed off as well, so yeah. <laughs> I would say yeah, the referees won't dare go against them though. <laughs> Yeah, he'll, he'll probably off. swing for a referee if he gives Stoke a penalty, a dodgy penalty. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Reading, one of those teams that Jerry said for a while now that he thinks will slip out. Phil is coming around to that way of thinking. This is a yeah. tough one for Reading, the way it's Nottingham Forest. Forest will be though. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think Forest have lost the last two games while playing really, really well. So this might be one where they play well and win or play horribly and win. Yeah. Uh, QP. Yeah. Yeah. If if Redden win this game, my whole philosophy will change next week. I'll actually yes. back them all the way. But yeah, I think forward to do it. Big game too for Redding in terms of whether you'll support them or not for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll inform the management. QPR, Huddersfield. QPR. QPR. Yeah, yeah. I think QPR, I think Huddersfield again are going to have to get a few more wins between them and the end of the season. Rotherham against Coventry. It's on for now because I think it's a week or something. I yeah. think it falls in enough time for Rotherham to be past COVID. But obviously, if there's another outbreak, it'll be off. But uh, Rotherham, Coventry, for now it's on. 2-2. High-scoring game. Yeah. Good game to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I think it could be a good draw as well. And I think not bad for Rotherham. And again, having players come back from COVID is going to be a disaster for them. Plus, them missing midweek with their game in hand. They're going to have so many games to play between now and the end of the season. You know, like if they keep getting outbreaks of COVID and, you know, froze and gave off, they might be playing two games in a day come the end of the season. Uh, Wickham against Preston. Wickham. Wickham. I think Wickham as well. Wickham and the Preston fans, they go absolutely nuts. Yeah, it could be. could be. I fancy Preston away from home to give the fans hope again with like a 3-1 win or something and then to go midweek next week and lose 8-0 or something. And then Sunday, it is uh, Sheffield Wednesday against Norwich. 2-1 to Norwich. There's, yeah. there's all the result in the weekend, usually, anyway. I, 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 w- I would 
Well, it stopped telling me she had to went to there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Oh, what? what is that I'm, something? I'm saying, always... <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. there's, always one, there's always one game where it's like a team at the top against a team right at the bottom. Yeah. That just throws up a surprise. We had a few weeks ago with Huddersfield hammering Swansea, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Norwich, though, so I can't go against Norwich. As much as I think this could be one of those games, I can't pass Norwich with the form they're in. Yeah. Phil, I'll bet you 20 cent. 20 cent, okay? That, uh, that. I'll, I'll bet you a copy the next time. Gee, that, that's, that's Jesus. That's a lot of fresh. I know that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's rich. Phil must be out of a lot of He's worried about three euro back there, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, so I'll do it with you. Not a bother. Yeah. Oh, so there's a cup of coffee writing in our oh, If it's a draw, then I just want to. We'd have to buy <laughs> We'd have to get Steve a coffee. Oh, yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah, so that's it. Um, so we'll be back again next weekend. Like I said, no point in really doing a midweek game for three matches. No. Um, as good as they're going to be, I'm sure. There's so one uh, we'll have kind of a next weekend uh, because we'll have the midweek games and the weekend games all wrapped into one. So it'll be kind of a bumper edition next weekend. And by then, we'll have a clear picture of the playoffs with Barnsley having played their game in hand and playing Bournemouth. Could be all change in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Love so, it. Uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, we're picking up fans all over the world. It has to be said Belgium, Sweden. Australia, like they're listening in everywhere. So uh, thanks, people, for listening. We appreciate that. Not Turkey. And Turkey, not Turkey. No (laughs) No one's in Turkey yet. They'll jump on board, I'm sure. Uh, So we do appreciate everyone listening in and supporting us and continuing to listen to the shows and that. And um, all the the kind of tweets and retweets and all that are much appreciated as well. So thanks a lot, everyone. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Yep, cheers.